listening to Digital Divide, the show where we bring in guests from industry, policymakers, and others. Here on CTDD, we strive to educate, inform, share valuable insights, and create meaningful conversations on closing the digital divide. On this episode, I think we're going to have some fun and learn some things as we go. It's important to know that broadband projects of any type don't just happen. It is a process that must be executed to assure project success. Local offices, as well as service providers, are going to be very busy on a level unseen until now with all the federal funding soon to be released. And that is going to go to help us close the digital divide. Now, on this episode of CTDD, we are going to share how one company is meeting that challenge head on. Today, I am pleased to welcome Mr. Walter Reinhardt, who's the Vice President of Business Development at V1 Fiber. Walter, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. Um, V1 Fiber is a full-service national provider of telecommunications, industry construction, installation, and maintenance services, and has built thousands of miles of fiber optics throughout the U.S. Sounds like you guys have been busy and going to be quite a bit busier. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a fun problem to have as you know, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So today's uh topic of discussion is going to be preparing the resources. And um Walter I always start out with one question first. I always ask my guests what is the digital divide and why is it so important that we close it? Yeah, I I I I think of it in my own personal way because of how I grew up and where I grew up, um, we couldn't even get a, a pizza delivered, uh, you know, until about probably five years ago. I don't live there anymore. I can now have food delivered to my home, but I kind of think of it that way. I grew up in the country. I grew up where you had to drive into town to go get your groceries and to, to just trade with the fellow man. Um, so that's similar to how I grew up in, in that digital divide are where you kind of have the haves and the have-nots and who has broadband and who doesn't, right? So that's yeah, how I look at it. Well, we grew up in similar because uh, I used my, my job as a kid was to go out and get the milk off of the stoop in the morning and bring it in. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> that lets you know a little bit about where we grew up. Yep. So Walter, you had sent me um, you had sent me a uh, an email. And I'm just going to read it because I don't want to try and remember it because as I get older, I, I remember less. Yeah. <laughs> I was once told that it's better to have a uh, a, uh, a short pencil than a long memory, right? I, 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 I love that comment. I say it all the time when I'm having meetings. <laughs> there you go. So you said in that in that email that we have found that most cities and municipalities that V1 Fiber designs and builds for for providers are not quite ready for the influx of work actually coming their way. So what we have done is to help providers as well as the town prepare for the inundation of permits, locate and sheer volume of crews and resources that will be rolling into town. And Walt, I know I shared this a little bit with you before, but I believe one of the biggest challenges that we're going to have in closing the digital divide is the resources to accomplish that goal. Now, as I said earlier, we're gonna have a little bit of fun here. So what we're gonna do with, with Walter's permission is we're gonna kind of walk through 
the process of building a broadband project. And I'm going to give, Walter, I'm going to give you a, a topic, and then you're going to tell our, me and our audience how V1 has uh, come up with this process to help those resources. Ready for that? I'm ready. All right, here we go. All right. First one is research and planning. Yeah, pretty broad question, right? But but there's a lot that goes into that, Charles, as you know. Um, we, we, we have found that uh, with the grants and the private equity money or just basic money that floods into a specific parish, municipality, city, um, and, and typically they're tier two or tier three cities, as we call them, that have a decent enough population, but have people on the outskirts of town or what have you. Um, there, there, there are, there's a lot of pre-planning that goes in before you even essentially submit an invoice to get paid for it, right? You have to do a little bit of the pre-work. I tell people all the time, think about building a McDonald's. You're going to spend some money to go get your lot, to put your building on the lot. There's traffic going by wondering what's going to be built here. There's a lot of things before they buy the first hamburger. Same thing in our business. You're going to spend some money on the front end, but you have mm -hmm. to prepare the cities, and the planning part involves a company like what we do. We will go in with our engineering team. We'll go in with our construction team. Typically, we will sit down with a city manager, the mayor, the city council, if need be, because the carrier or the, the provider probably already has a, a relationship with the city. But what they don't know is who's coming in to build it. And so what we try to do is sort of set that city's mind at ease or at least let them know what to expect when we're coming. Phase one is always going to be the influx of permitting applications that are going to come across, whether it's the state road, the right of way, whatever permits are going to need to be approved by that local official or office. They're not going to be used to the sheer volume that's going to be happening because we want to get in and get out. And by doing that, it's going to be an intense amount of people and work and concentration. And it, it's just less painful to rip the Band-Aid off. Let's go. Put your boots on. Put your hard hat on. Let's go to work. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be messy. But we want to work with the cities through that process, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, and, and I want to just uh, follow that up with, you know, I and I work in a lot of rural areas. They don't necessarily have the whether it's the the people or in, in, in most cases, it's it's one person yeah. that's that's handling all this um, and they may not have the knowledge of all of the uh, federal rules that go into this as much as just the entire permit, because they're they're used to doing permits for roads and maybe putting up a stop sign or, 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 or construction or something like that, right? Yep. How can you guys help them through this process? Yeah, so we, we, found, yeah, we, found it, we found early on that they just don't have, to your point, the resources. Um, they're, not, they're not used to coming and locating three and four miles worth of utilities in a day, right? They're used mm -hmm. to locating hundreds of feet maybe, and it's it's generally some guy like like Bubba or or Jim Bob or whoever, right? And and this guy has the the tribal knowledge 
of what's in the ground in his city. And so we want to we want to work with him. So what we have done is we have found that if if I can bring in a team that can help maximize the intensity of just getting the utilities located and bring in ground penetrating radar units and, you, you know, the the. The, the power companies and the telcos, they probably have the muscle to get the, the, the locates done that we're going to call in. It's it's the towns that don't because it's one guy and he's going to have to locate mm-hmm. water and sewer. And that's typically what the, the town's responsible for. And so that's the guy that or gal that we want to talk to. And we want to set their mind at ease and say, hey, let us work with you. Let us sort of help locate your infrastructure. And if we if, if we can prove to you that we can do it, with with our equipment uh, and your knowledge and we can multiply your effort and we can get out of here and when we're done we will gladly give you a map of your utilities they they are very well some are very receptive to this (laughs) and some just don't want to let it go um and i think Mm -hmm. it, it, it all depends on how open they are to getting this done and that relationship is crucial um and we set their expectation as well we tell them there are going to be instances where we're going to hit your utilities. It, it is just the na- nature of our business. We are going to do everything we can to not do that. Um, but typically, Charles, I give them my personal number and say, if, if there's a problem, you call me or our operations um, vice president of operations. We, we give them a neck to choke, essentially. And I think that I think that matters in these towns. I think they want to be able to talk to someone, not something. If sure. that if. If, if, if I was clear as mud. There you go. So, okay, so let's let's go. Okay, so now we have our plan. All yeah. right, now, next step with that plan is that we, we got to get the permits to, mm-hmm. to, to start working. Miss, Miss Jane has been in that permit office for 40 years. Yeah. Now she's going to have hundreds and hundreds, possibly, of, of new requirements. How are you guys going to help Miss Jane through that process? So we have found that uh, each municipality works differently. Some people will give you a blanket permit. Now, we like that, right? I mean, we, we kind of like getting a blanket permit approval. Some want them done per DA or distribution area. Some want them done per street. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing how different. And we're at the mercy of the city. So... There is no magic solution. You have to be prepared to be flexible because without a permit, no, not one drill bit goes in the ground. And I'm, I'm speaking underground, of course, um, which is really where everybody. And again, in the South, it's it's sort of leaning more underground than aerial. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the aerial solution is a little bit more in the Northeast and the Midwest. But I'm, I'm strict, speaking strictly to the underground solution. Right. Um and typically, we, we have to bring our engineers or get our engineers connected to the city resource that is going to approve these permits at the local level. Um, and we, we're, we gladly work with them because, again, I've got crews on standby waiting on permit approvals to go to work. And ultimately, again, it goes back to the get in, get out. And so we, we have to work closely with Miss Jane and say, Miss Jane, how can we help you make your job easier? What's the best way to do this? And and typically, they're very receptive for the assistance, and and we're glad to help. All right, so we got our application in, but there's there's a lot of uh, documentation that has to go with that. 
right? So we got uh, project plans, we got engineering drawings, we got environmental impact assessments. Um, we got other supporting documents that, that may go with that. I know uh, in our area here, we have a lot of private roads. We have a lot of uh, um, ecological areas that can't be touched. Um, Walk us through that process. I know that's that that can be a showstopper at, at times. Yeah, of course. And, and we, we will also work very closely with the carrier or the provider and and find out where how do you want this repository to look? Um, we're flexible in that regard. And I think a lot of companies are. We're not exclusive to the only one that can, can be flexible, of course. Um, this is just how how we do it. Um, it for us, we're, we're very open minded on how they want to receive their information go get their information. You know, if there's a platform that they like to use that's internal to the city or the county or the state, uh, we, we're flexible. So we can work in, in, in any area in which they are typically working now. Uh, we can adjust to that. If they don't have one, we'll offer up a solution. We can offer up our own database. You know, I think that there's, there's several uh, repositories that can store the information that they can always access. Uh, and if they can't, and if they need help in accessing that data or that information, We'll gladly provide someone to help them do that as well. All right. So we've we've got our planning done. We got our permits in. We got all the documentation in there. Now comes the re review process. Yeah. Most of these guys, and and as we've gone through this, you've you've indicated how you guys are are, are helping them walk through this, but most. I shouldn't say most, but there's going to be a, a number of municipalities and towns and counties out there that really does not have a subject matter expert on staff, right? All of this stuff is being kind of thrown at them and saying, this is what you need. Yeah. Do you guys then uh, get involved in that process? Would you bring in a third party for that? Um, I know here locally last year, one of our local counties for the first time ever hired a broadband manager. And the, you could see the shift on how well things have processed yeah. since then and before then. Talk to me a little yeah. bit about your processes when it comes to that stage of the build. So a real world example, and I don't know that I could, I, I, mean, I guess I could name uh, companies that we work with, but we've got a, a fantastic customer in North Carolina uh, on the eastern side of North Carolina. Um, and, and so what, how we handle that as, as a company, Charles, is that um, this particular customer really wants to work with the city. Um, they've got a good relationship in their home market. They're expanding into markets that they aren't cur currently in. Um, they will actually go and sit down because ultimately it's their network, right? They're, it's, they're, mm -hmm. they're the guys that are going to be providing the service to the constituents that, that you know, elected a mayor. And so this mayor is going to get the phone call whenever something's not working in some cases. And so what we have found is this is the best solution. So someone like us who's going to engineer it, design it, construct it, and we may even maintain it as we go, go down that road, which we offer those services as well. Um, we, we want to pull in the customer and our customer, the customer that's going to have a storefront in your city that's going to be paying taxes and is going to be providing a valuable resource to the people in the city to close the digital divide, we want them involved very early. And the reason why is because that way they can have a relationship that's already been built when it was hard 
to now we're kind of on cruise control. And new customers are new customers. They're going to come and go. How you provide service, how you how you handle outages, how you deal with complaints, how you work within the city. Do you help provide? Do you go to the the chamber of commerce functions? Are you are you actually involved? And we would hope that the 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 carrier or the provider would be involved. And the one particular one that we work with in North Carolina is is very involved in the community. And um, I, I proudly promote that company because they are very good to work with. Um, and, and the cities have been very, very receptive to them coming in. And it, it helps to work as a team, Charles. And there is nothing more important in our business than relationships. And that's that is the key uh, above anything else is that relationship. So now we're going to we're, we're going to shift a little bit. We got we got everything all wrapped up and yep. and now funding is flowing. We're, we're ready to go. And, and you and I talked a little bit about this before we've. We had some programs in the past where people have had issues with performing. Mm -hmm. Where does that oversight come from? My town, we just got we just got our allocation. You guys are built are ready to build this network for us, and and we're ready for some some good oversight. We're going to partner through this. How do we have assurances through you guys' processes? that this thing is going to be built to the parameters and the performance levels that we've all agreed to? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and those things are going to vary as well. So it a lot of it will depend on the customer. You have some customers that have been in the business a long time. Um, you know, you're, 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 your big boys, your carrier, your, your Comcast, your charters, your Coxes, um, AT&T, the Verizons, the guys that are just, they have a lot of muscle and they know what they know. They have a very good system, but guess what? Those are not the folks going into the smaller areas because they already have locked down New York and Boston and Memphis and Nashville and these bigger towns, these tier one cities. We're dealing with a smaller company. We are dealing with a company that may or may not even have a material vendor. So it is crucial. It goes back to that relationship. So to make sure that everything's done as, as best as possible, right, it, it, it is imperative that you have quality assurance on hand. You, I, I, we put an office in the markets that we go into, Charles, and we hire locally. I need labor guys, right? So for me, I've got a business model that – if I've got to pay guys per diem or if I've got to pay guys to travel and a lot of guys travel, right? I, I don't, I don't have someone sitting in Leesville, Louisiana, ready to go to work, right? <laughs> the guy that lives in Leesville is probably working for me somewhere in Scottsdale. Um, right, and right. So another thing that we do on the initial meeting with the city is I tell them, can we put something on your city site that says we're hiring? I want to hire your people. And guess what mm -hmm. that does? What that's going to do is it's going to teach someone in that city or that market uh, the fiber business, which we are woefully understaffed. Every company right now doesn't have enough people that can do what we do. We need people. And if if you want a job, call me. I, we, we are constantly looking for workers. And I mean, it's hard to find people. You and, I, I, you and I have had this conversation. You know, the generation we grew up, it wasn't embarrassing to hold a shovel. You know, I, I gladly held a shovel. I gladly hooked a pole. I, I not gladly. I just did it, right? <laughs> I, 
My I grandfather would say, you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, the lesson I teach is you work with your back long enough until you get smart enough to work with your brain. Right. You You're going to work with one of those two your whole life, your back or your brain. Figure it out. And so I just I, I wasn't embarrassed to work with my back. And so this is what we tell these cities. I know I'm rambling here, but all of this kind of mm -hmm. it, it's all one package. It all comes together. Absolutely. And it, absolutely. And if you're working with these cities and you're hiring their people, guess what? They're going to be more receptive to work with you because I, I hired the guy that, that, that owns the, the you know, the the hardware store son because he wants to learn how to get into a new he, he maybe doesn't want to run the hardware store maybe he wants to get in the fiber business maybe he wants to be an engineer and that's that's what we try to do we're not always successful but and and not everybody wants to work so that sort of goes into the relationship building within the market that we work you build a relationship with the, the officials the people that serve the city and you build a relationship with with your customer um, and I've been in I've been in telecom for 34 years. Um, we, you and I talked about this at, at ConnectX, right? And how many people I knew at that function. And um, I, I couldn't walk down an aisle without somebody stopping me, saying, "Hey, remember when?" You know, whether it was my time at T-Mobile or Sprint or Ericsson or wherever. So I think, and I'm probably not hitting your question on the head, but I think that there's a lot that goes into that relationship building and and sort of the troubleshooting and the 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 uh, the post mortem when you leave the market are you still going to be are you still going to answer the phone when it doesn't quote benefit you um, right. what's it say about your integrity if you don't that's all and and that's that is a great way to end because it is it's about relationships it's about integrity it's about getting these people the services that they need um, yeah. you know we 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 were talking a little bit about this earlier you know we 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 grew up in rural areas where I mean, the, we would tie long strings together with two tin cans, right? That that was that was our telecommunications, right? Yeah, yeah, that's All a right. cliche. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but again, Walter, thank you very much. This this hey, has I'm... been educational. It's it's been fun, um, and I and I hope we shared with the audience the 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 process that it really takes to go through this and the resources that are going to be needed to help close the digital divide. Um, Walter, tell our audience how they can find more about, uh, find out uh, a little bit more about uh, V1 and uh, what you guys are doing and where you're at. Happy to do it. So my information's uh, on, on the V1 Fiber website. You can go to www.v1fiber.com. Uh, there's a, actually an email link. You can shoot me a note. It's at info at V1 Fiber. We would be happy to help. Um, whether it benefits us or not, I think this is an important topic to talk about. We can't do everything, uh, but I'm happy to help. Uh, I, I was with the director in Louisiana, and I'm going to be helping him down there in a couple months as well. So uh, happy to uh, be with you, Charles. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you being with us today, uh, Walter. And uh, thank you guys for joining us again today. If you would like to get more episodes on closing the digital divide, please visit our website at ctdd.castos.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, have a great day.